This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom, so we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Gentlemen, welcome to Fiesta Watch, episode nine, maybe. The talk show, the, the information show, really, it's a gift. A gift from myself and my good co-host, Wyatt Lyles, from the Rotowire eSports family to the internet. And, and we, we humbly present to you with this, the episode before our, uh, what, it's not the, dec- what's the name for a decade celebration? Anyways. Uh, Wyatt, what's up? <laughs> How's it going, guys? We are clearly very happy to bestow this gift upon you. The <laughs> gift of our voices and, and the gift of our, our immense and massive knowledge of League of Legends. A- a- extensively massive. Uh, needlessly large amounts of knowledge, if you will. But in today's episode, we're going to be running down a couple of things. First and foremost, we will be discussing the end of MSI, which was like everything except the final result. Went pretty much how nobody expected. Uh, we're then going to take, yeah, we're then going to take a look at all of the various roster moves from around a couple of the different regions. Let's begin though at MSI. Let's and I want to throw something out there before we begin. Do you think, in in terms of like tournament quality, that this MSI was better than last year's MSI? I think so. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot more competitiveness okay and it because last year I, I don't remember there being a lot of you know standout games and i think the fact that all the teams there was what three teams tied for four and six at the end of group stages i think that shows just how uh how close it was just you know just from a standpoint of them you know actually going toe-to-toe every single game and just there being a lot of parity between the teams so I think it was a bit better. Um, like you said, the end result ended up being exactly the same, but at least the journey to get there was a little bit different, in my opinion. Right, and it was really interesting, too, because uh, now that this is the first year with a, with the new MSI format, which will be which was kind of like a microcosm of what we should be expecting from the world format, mm-hmm. uh, I got I to say, a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, 
Or yeah. A lot of good stuff happened over the week. But let's begin with the first semi-final matchup between SKT and the Flash Wolves. Wyatt, did you watch this match? I did, yeah. Um, yeah I think everybody should have been able to watch it because it was over so quickly. So Yeah, I, it, like... It was destruction. I, 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 I did the recap for this one, and I remember... I sat down to work at like one or two, and I got up at four, four thirty. And I was like, "Well, okay, cool." <laughs> yeah, under it was, it was ridiculous. Under ninety minutes of in-game time, SK every member of SKT at some point had a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal game. It, it was it, it was tremendous to watch, to be sure. Yeah, I mean they they put on display basically everything that we thought they were you know we we all said skt was this you know you know hyped up team they're going to do really well at msi dominated the group stages and then they continue that in this series against flash wolves and especially with the way that as much as everybody kind of talked up flash wolves it was really disappointing that they came out of the gate so flat you know and just not only did they barely squeak into the playoffs but then they get Swept. Not only swept, but it'd be different if the games were at least kind of close. But these games were not even close. I mean, they got destroyed by SKT. So they're certainly going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and try to keep themselves up for international competition, which will be a little bit uh, – won't have to wait as long for some slightly international competition. But we can talk about that a little bit later in the show. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, so I mean, what do you – I don't think there's really much else to say about this match. Yeah, I'm moving on. Uh, G2 Esports had a surprisingly dominant showing against Team WE. Oh, uh, Team That's W sure. Team WE kind of just like it just, just looked lost. And and not yeah. to I don't I don't want to discredit G2, right? Because they played a good tournament. They did. They did. Um, just WE kind of just like you. You looked at them. You looked at WE, and you also saw. How WE performed in the group stage, and then the, those those two teams look like, or it looks like a completely different team that the one oh, yeah. from the one that went seven and three in the group stages, uh, and then moving on to finals, SKT three one. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, give G two credit. You know, they took a game. They took a game off of SKT, um, and you know, even in the first game, they did lose, but. You know, they opened up with, what, four straight kills on Faker or something like that. So, you know, they kind of made him look a little bit human. Well, and- yeah. You say that, but, like, SKT, this is why I think this is one of these, this is, like, top two forms of SKT, if not the best one we've ever seen, even though they haven't won a world championship yet, because their best player can have a bad day. And they are still the best in the world. Didn't look particularly impressive, and, and not just because G two camped the shit out of him, but Huni, Peanut, Wolf played out of his mind in the finals. He had a, such a spectacular uh, performance. I, I remember I forget which game it was, but he was playing Zyra, and he landed like a flash, a flash E over a wall, caught three people, including Sven, and just uh, completely turned like. Started and won the team fight for SKT like immediately. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show just how good of of a team they are. You know, whereas in the past, you know, everybody kind of talked about Faker and Faker alone. And while he's still good, but like you said, if if your mid laner can start zero and four, 
and then you still win the game pretty handily. I mean, it took them a while to kind of get into a groove, but they still ended up winning by like, you know, 10K gold or something like that by the end of that, that game one. So they, there's just so many weapons on this team and it just, just makes them still carry. You know, I'm trying to figure out who is going to be able to stop them if none of these teams were able to consistently win. I mean, yeah, they, they, they lost a couple best of ones, but when it comes to series, SKT is just not losing at all lately. Yeah, they, it, good good luck other teams in the SK and in, in the uh, in the LCK, right? Yeah, seriously. But with the win, SKT re- re- retains the title of MSI champions. They're now they they've won it back to back, and all the teams return home in time for roster season shenanigans. All right, so the win- let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. The uh, the season starts in about one week. However, there have been a plethora of roster moves throughout the tournament, and there have been a bunch that are that are recently coming to light. And because rosters lock pretty soon, I, I reckon by the by next episode we should have a really good uh, we should have like a solid idea of who all is playing for who. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start. Let's start talking about uh, Korea first. A seventeen-year-old player by the name of Kuz, I believe. Is debuting for Longzhu. He's supposed to be a, uh, a prodigal son of the jungle. Um, hopefully, he can help Longzhu uh, take some games. Because, c- and correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, like they're they're they didn't show a lot of improvement throughout the throughout the year. No, not at all. Yeah, it, yeah, they kind of they were at one level the entire year and. It wasn't a very good level, and they well, it was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Like they didn't get relegated. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Did, did they make it to playoffs, or was or am I thinking of Afrika? Uh, Afrika. I think Afrika got in by a tiebreaker. I think. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So you know, hopefully this will be good. You know, he's. You know, I guess, I guess Kuz is what we're going with. We'll find out in a couple of weeks, yeah. about a week once it starts. But he seems to be, you know, pretty talented, and hopefully he can bring, you know, a bit of a spark they're looking for. And especially with, you know, Peanut kind of finding his own now, I think a lot of teams are going to be looking to that jungle spot as, you know, another way to try to beef up so that way they can keep up with SKT because there's just not too many weak spots on the team anymore. Well, let, let's let's hope that Longju can make playoffs before we start talking about keeping up with SKT. Very true, very true. Uh, speaking of SKT, Untara has joined the SKT lineup. Uh, why? Can you can you talk a little bit about who Untara is for people who might not know him? Yeah, so I think most people will know him from um, CJ Insis. Uh, you know, he was there, uh, I guess, a couple of year, or about a year ago last summer, um, mm-hmm. and you know, he's been out of the game for a little bit. And he's going to join SKT as a substitute. Don't really expect him to play too much because CUNY, you know, he has that spot locked down pretty well. But SKT does like to do the whole rotating system with substitutes. You know, they did that with um, Peanut before he kind of solidified that role towards the end of the split. And then even um, early on in the uh, season, like even during the, the KT or the Telecom Wars, Mm-hmm. Uh, CUNY and Profit were kind of switching spots in that top lane, but then he kind of, you know, again came into his own as well towards the end, so they just kind of stuck with it. So don't expect him to play too much, 
but he'll he'll get a little bit of time and he'll just kind of be that that backup role probably for those you know middle of the season games when they're just kind of trying to experiment and, and try out new comps and stuff like that. Right, exactly. And now let's let's shift gears here a little bit and talk about the LPL. Uh, Cora One, formerly of um, EDG, has joined Royal Never Give Up. And it, it's not clear whether he's going to be the new starting top laner or if he'll be splitting time with Let Me, because both had pretty good performances. But, uh, yeah, I think I think this is a big move for Cora One. I feel like EDG was never really going to go anywhere because they struggled so much domestically, even if they could manage to put together a, a, a run for the third place spot. Um, I, I just wasn't liking that team as much as I like this new look RNG, who who can play both Cora One and um, Let Me. Let Me, of course, has a crazy champion pool. Cora One's more of just like a consistent. He's really good at playing frontline engage. I'm I'm anxious to see how this goes. Yeah, definitely. Should be uh, good. Yeah, and then on the flip side, uh, from, from top, near the top of the league to like basically the bottom. <laughs> Uh, some of you, some of our listeners might remember the LPL mid laner Cool. Uh, he's he's kind of been trapped in limbo recently, uh, flexing between not starting and starting for uh, I think newbie. But he has joined LGD and he will join Imp and trying to save that team from like basically collapsing and looking like Team Envious from the NALCS. It was rough. It was a rough year for LGD. <laughs> they turned it on in the end and they won a couple of games, but like. Beforehand, it was just like, even when they won, it was like 50 minutes and not super clean. And when they lost, it was just all out. It was... It, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah, so hopefully you can bring some stability, you know, help them, give them a little bit of an edge, and maybe win a few more games. Probably still won't don't expect them to do too much, but they'll at least maybe be better than last year. Right. And now on to the European LCS. First and foremost... Uh, Lulex and a guy named Seno Sen Zero O Senu. That's I hope that's how they pronounce it. Sen Zero O. That sounds like a really lame name. Uh, we'll be in <laughs> for expect and trick for week one of the EU LCS, giving the Korean G two G two is giving their Korean players a break after uh, a long tournament in Brazil. You know they're they're just subs. Lulex um. Nobody's really excited to see Lulex. I've heard some things about uh, homeboy number pad, uh, Seno. Uh, from what I've heard, he's a decent. Uh, he is a decent, a decent top laner. And you know, maybe maybe we'll see. Maybe this is their chance to to prove they can still either still compete or can actually compete on the LCS stage. Uh, this is not Lulex's yeah, I mean- first rodeo. And why, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are, what are you saying, Wyatt? But yeah, I mean, this is you know kind of the time for these, these sub players to, to kind of show what they to show what they have. I mean, I don't think you're going to take a spot from X Factor Trick anytime soon. But if they can play well, you know, in week one, or you know, if they end up playing in week two as well, it'll at least show it'll give some game tape for other teams to look at. So that way, in the future, you know, like say, hey, I played you know really well against these these double teams. And that week, when I, you know, stood in for those guys. So, wish them the best of luck. We'll see. I'm not sure who their opponents are. I don't know if the schedule is officially released yet, but we'll find out pretty soon. Right. Uh, and then we now turn to the two new challenger teams. Both of them were academy teams of 
team of uh, pre-existing organizations that already had EU LCS spots, so they had to sell them. Let, let's get the the big one out of the way, or let's get the small one out of the way. Mist, uh, Misfits Academy have sold the, their spot to the Mysterious Monkeys. So mysterious, in fact, that I had never heard of them. Yes, I had no idea who they were. I mean, uh, I'm digging their logo, though. I think I'm really excited just to kind of see. You, you like the logo? I hope they're good. Yeah, I. Hey, listen. Uh, nobody knows. It's, it's unclear at this time what the roster is going to look like, but uh, I I liked Misfits Academy. I thought they were they ha- they could surprise people as a potential dark horse and make it into yeah. the EU as LCS playoffs. So we'll see. But uh, we'll on to the one that a lot of people have been talking about: Ninjas in Pajamas have returned to League of Legends by purchasing Fnatic Academy. However, they have completely shaken up the roster and nobody from F, uh, FNC, uh, FNCA are joining the LCS, which is kind of, A, it, it's, it feels bad. You know, yeah, you gotta feel bad. You gotta feel bad for Amazing, who got benched halfway through the season, made it onto a, an a academy team, made it through uh, C, uh, the CS League, qualified for LCS, and then just got sold. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so rough. it's it's rough for those teams because you know with new rules of how you can't you know one organization can't fill more than one team. Like it makes sense, you know, because you just don't want one team. I mean, you don't want two fanatics or two misfits just kind of dominating things. But it still sucks for those players who, you know, that was their that was their living, that was their their way of playing the game, and now they've got to try to find something else. I mean, I'm sure somebody like amazing they'll land somewhere else soon, but. It still sucks for them in the meantime, definitely. Right. Um, but anyways, let's talk about what we do know, and that is the new NIP lo- uh, roster. In the top lane, Profit making his way off of the SKT bench, which I think is pedigree, but like, not not a lot is, know- uh, is known about this guy. And he's yeah. in a new league. He's gonna be speaking a foreign language. See how that mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Um, Shook. The kind of mercurial former jungle for elements back when that was a thing. Uh, you know, he hit or miss very much so. Uh, in the mid lane, Nogne actually coming over from the LCK, I believe was his previous he or his last stint in competitive play. I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head. I'm going to look this up because I am curious myself. Yeah, I think he is from. Um, yeah, he played. He played for KT, and then they caught him. And then a year later, he played for somebody else. Uh, I think like a Chinese, a Chinese challenger team, probably. And now he's playing with the ninjas in pajamas. Um, you know, this is Nogne's not only his first time playing in the West. Uh, it's also his first time playing in a while, ever since leaving uh, Wan Yu Dream, which is a Chinese SPL side. Um, no real expectations for him. I don't. I don't know. Like, is he there just because he can speak to profit? Is this the, is yeah. this is this the best that an IP could find? Well, I mean, you know, I, at this point, there's. I don't think there's a ton of you know really good talent out there just because they're already locked up on teams, so they're kind of finding the best of the, the kind of lower bottom of the barrel type teams, I guess. Right. 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 So, we'll okay. see question mark on that one. Big question marks. Uh, AD Carry, HeQ. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the last time we saw HeQ? Uh, he was with 
Giants, right? Last season? Yep. Which, yeah. the fact that we had to think about it, and we've watched 75% of, like, all, every EU game is, like... Yeah. I don't... I I swear to God, so, so I, I watched this guy play before. Yeah. I, I, just, mean, I'm, I don't think he was that great. You know, he was kind of okay. He was okay. So, we'll, we'll see. I mean, hopefully... I, you know, I think as a whole, I don't think there's a lot of expectations for this team as a, as a, you know, as a unit, just because this will be, you know, their first time playing as a unit. You know, it's an IP getting back into the league, so right, it's just gonna kind of be there. Let's try not to get relegated season, so that way but, they can, you know. But is this the way you in. do it, right? Because you add Sprottle, who who had previously played for Paris Saint Germain, and then. That's that's all fine, right? That's fine and good. Then you add yeah. Nico the Pico in as the head coach. And Nico the Pico uh he does not he he carries some some criticism and baggage from the at least in the fans eyes. Right? He yeah, he definitely. he failed to a fanatic flourished when he was gone, which is always unfortunate when you're a coach. Uh mm-hmm. I'm looking at this MIP roster. I'm not impressed. No, not at all. I'm not happy either, necessarily. Like, if you're going to dump an entire team... Okay, yeah, okay. Especially dumping an entire team that, granted, it was just a challenger series, but... But they made it. They hey, made it. You Misfits. Know, and, and Misfits. They, they, beat, they beat some uh, LCS teams, you know, in the process. Right, like, Misfits made it... This was their first split, and they made it to fourth place. Yeah. So, I... We don't know what's going on in the NIP house. Uh, hopefully, they can get their stuff together. Hopefully, Profit's good. Hopefully, Profit's good. Because yeah, I see... He's, he, he's, he's the, the saving grace, I think. Yeah, he's the star of this team. Mm-hmm. And it, it'd be a shame to see him leave, uh, get, get relegated immediately after leaving SKT. That's yeah, always a heartbreaker. Well, I think that's just about all the roster moves we... we, we We've, we know uh, as of right now. Well, we've got uh, Golden Glue over in the Oh, my God. I forgot the glue. Oh, my God. How could you forget the glue? My boy, the glue. <laughs> uh, after coming out of the hyperbolic time chamber in Korea, Golden Glue is back. Piglet is playing AD carry again. And he, while everybody pretends that he was, like, not a bad mid laner because he could only play, like, two champions. Um, what do you think about this new look, in quotes, uh, a liquid roster? It looks good. I mean, at this point, with the way Liquid was last year, they can only go up from here. I mean, they can't get any worse, I think, than they did last year. So, I mean, last split. So, this is a good move. You know, looking at the video that Liquid posted, Golden Glue, after going to Korea, he seems to be refocused and kind of feeling a bit more confident. Um, and, you know, he even said he, he realizes that this is kind of his last chance. You know, if he can, if he messes up again here. It might be hard for him to land some other places. So, although, I mean, with teams like NIP building that kind of roster, I think he'll find a home somewhere, even if he doesn't work out here. But hopefully, you know, he seems like he's in better spirits. And then getting Pivot back to his actual position, that will certainly help as well. And, yeah, I mean, they're looking good. I think they're going to come out pretty well. And they're going to try to try to make some waves and get that, liquid reputation back out because it's kind of tarnished right it's a little little rusty at this point but we'll see i think it's a good move you know they seem excited so we'll see what happens i guess liquid has no other choices do they 
I, yeah, I think that's it. I think there there isn't at like, this point the, the talent pool is just shrinking a lot just because people have got subs and, and everybody. And, and especially especially since they need a native mid laner since they already have Piglet and mm. Rindover. I don't know if Piglet counts as native at this point. I'm assuming not. But yeah, I think Golden Glue is the best they could get. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how he did. I heard he did well in Korea. Hopefully, Liquid plays better. Hopefully, they they have a change in the top, right? Maybe get a new coach. Maybe get a new direction, uh, and go from there. Pretend pretend the spring split did not happen. And they should yeah, be good. I mean, to they go. have to. They have to because that was just. I mean, for a team like Liquid, that is one of the most storied franchises, not just in, in LCS, but just in esports in general. You know, for them to almost get relegated is is pretty bad. So, hopefully, this will be you know kind of the spark they need to get back on track and actually get back up there with the with the top of the LCS. I don't think they're gonna. I don't see them making playoffs. Maybe unless right. they make a really strong run, but. I think they'll they'll get themselves safely out of those relegation spots. Right, hopefully. But I believe that's just about going to do it for us today. But we can talk really quick about IEM. Will not, the uh, Intel Extreme Masters will no longer be supporting League of Legends. Why are you sad to see this go? No. <laughs> Come on, there's so many historic moments. I mean, that, that's fair. But I just feel... I mean, yeah, there's historic moments, but it just seems like because if you look at, you know, I am Katowice, nobody sent, I mean, uh, the EU LCS, they sent, you know, their best scenes because it was, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump from where they were. Right. But everybody else didn't send their best teams. I mean, Korea sent uh, uh, Kongdu and Longju, I think. You know, LMS sent Flashwolf. I could have sworn the, the, the Olivers went. Am I, am I crazy? Uh, you're right. I think it was all. Yeah. But I mean, even then, like they, they aren't sending the best teams. It just feels like, you know, people aren't the, if the teams aren't taking it seriously, then then why should we take it seriously? So I think if, if we're not going to get the best competition there, I just don't see why we need to have it there. Period. That's fair enough. Oh, oh my, it was rocks, tigers, not barbecue. I don't know why I thought it was. Oh yeah. Rocks, tigers. Yeah. Whatever. Shows shows how much that tournament mattered. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think IEM's management of League of Legends, none of the good teams go to their tournaments. Um, the production's kind of bad. It's always always delays and. Yeah, I mean the last one there was like a what, six seven hour delay or some something crazy like that. Whew, yeah, but that being said, uh, historically IEM is where a lot of big moments in the history of League of Legends as an esport uh, mm-hmm. occurred. So. Uh, it's a, fa- a fond farewell, and uh, I appreciate what IEM has done for the esport. Hopefully, now uh, and IEM should be fine. Like, yeah, I mean, I think maybe there's StarCraft, CS:GO. Maybe they can add somebody else in there too. Overwatch. Hopefully, they did IEM Gyeonggi. That was a cool tournament. But that's going to do it for all of the League of Legends news in the world currently today. Now, unless the, uh, we receive any breaking news from the surface of Mars, Wyatt, where can the people of the internet find you on Twitter? 
If you guys want to talk to me on Twitter, I am at Wyatt double underscore RW. As always, make sure you get that double underscore so you can talk to me and not some imposter. And I am at RW underscore Noah Walter, where you can also talk to me. Although, if you don't, that's okay. I appreciate you checking out my, my page and giving me internet points all the same. We thank you very much for being here with us today. And for all of us at WarriorWire Esports, we wish you adieu.